Does what you wear matter? Yes. Do you dress to impress someone? Of course. All right. Should you dress to impress your spouse or just to make yourself feel more confident and have more energy and even maybe get a job you like? Does it have to be one or the other? It can be all of it. And we'll dive into that on today's show. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. This is episode 154. Hey, we're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. We're so glad you're here. On this episode, we are talking to Jose well, Brisbois. Well, you are talking to... Jose. Um, Jose. That's right. It is a girl's time on the podcast. Yeah. Justin decided he just couldn't hang with this fashion conversation, so he just buzzed on out. I think I was off traveling for work I or something. I think you were. I was just giving you a hard time. But seriously... Um, this is a super fun episode where we talk a lot about shopping and growing up oh, good. <laughs> with fashion with our moms. Um, did you go shopping with your mom when you were a kid? Yeah. She would take me to the mall and then... Uh, lose you in the lingerie department? Lose me someplace in the mall. And <laughs> no, honey. I would have to go to the customer service desk and page them honey. and have them page her. Nancy Williams, please return to the Lions store. Your child is waiting at the customer service desk. Were you always running away from your mom while you were shopping? No, she was running away from me. <laughs> Did you do something to make her run away from you? No, she would. My dad and I would talk about this all the time. Like she would just, you would turn your back for a second. She'd be like, "Oh, hey, look at that jacket over there! Isn't that cool?" And you would look, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, it is." And you turn back around, and she was gone. Mm, she was like a ghost. Wow, your mom is a ghost shopper. Okay. She's fast. <laughs> she is fast. She just she would just be like, Pssst. and then if you were really good, you'd see her head because she's a tall. half a mile down the hallway. That was one yeah. good thing about being tall, shopping with my mom. Like I could always like look and see her and she could see me. <laughs> like I had all these memories in this conversation with Jose, just about shopping with sure. my mom. Um, but really we do get into the idea of uh, should we dress? Do we dress for our spouse? Do I dress for you or do I dress for me? What do you think, honey? Well, I think, I think you're dressing to impress somebody. Otherwise Are we'd all we? be wearing sackcloth. We'd all, we'd all be just walking around wearing our bathrobes. There'd mm. be no fashion. Fashionable bathrobes. I think what you wear, and we, and we, when we talked about this with Ty Cutler, Oh, yeah, way a, back. Uh, a couple of years ago for men, like you're dressing to impress. You're I trying to impress somebody. Who are you trying to impress? I usually am trying to impress myself, I think. Mm-hmm. Aren't Does you? Does it ever work? Yeah. Oh. I'm usually impressed with myself. Yeah. How about you? I would agree. You're usually impressed with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, no, 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 no. I want to ask for you. Like, who do you dress to impress? Um, do you? Sure. I'm, of course, I'm trying to impress you. You are? 
Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. You say that like, oh, that's so sweet. Bless your heart. <laughs> You'd wear more Speedos if you were dressing to impress me. Uh, not today. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, we'll talk about the Speedos later, but let's get to our conversation with Jose Brisebois. So we have the pleasure of having Jose Brisebois on the podcast today. She is a personal image expert for women speakers and entrepreneurs and also founder of We Can Style. I am so excited because she just has a lot of interesting perspectives on how women can just build their confidence through style and really put their best self forward. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Well, oh my gosh. So I want to know, as a kid, were you like the stylish kid? Well, I definitely was the stylish kid and partly it's thanks to my mom, really. And I can explain to you like how it all came about. But I literally yeah. have pictures of me like wearing my sunglasses and uh, going through like a Vogue magazine. <laughs> oh my gosh. So your mom was super stylish. Oh, my mom was super into clothes and shoes. Like my dad, her, her nickname was, um, what was that lady? Ismalda, I think mm. is her name that had like hundreds of shoes. Oh, so yeah. That's oh, how I know my dad nicknamed my mom. Yeah. The she shoe loved. closet. You know what? Some of my fondest memories of like my oldest daughter when she was little is she had a really big closet for a little kid and uh -huh. she was probably like one or two and we would literally sit in her closet for probably an hour or two. Now I'm talking a baby would wow. do this yeah, and she would just try on all her different shoes. Oh, that's and, hilarious. Like, I would like have shoes for her like that she would have for the next size or something <laughs> like that. And she'd be trying on every single pair and walk around in them. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. It's so much fun to dress up like that. I know. Is she still like this? No, now I can't get her to wear a dress <laughs> or anything with any sparkle in it. Nothing. No, she's definitely not a clothes horse. Okay. She used so, it all up at age one, maybe. Well, there are advantages to that for you, especially, yeah. right? It's easier on the budget, I think. Yeah, exactly. So as a kid, you and your mom were like those, the Vogue queens, huh? Yeah, actually, I have three sisters. So, you know, it was a house full of women. So we all like were into clothes and yeah, very okay, much so. Did you wear your sister's clothes and did most oh, of your yeah. fights? Fights all the time because we stole each other's clothes. And oh, yeah. My favorite was you stretch this out. Like, right. <laughs> because and one, I know, like, I, for some reason, I have a twin sister, and she, I don't know what she does, but everything that she wears gets torn or, or stained, or, and so <laughs> no one never wanted to lend her anything. But yeah. Oh, my goodness. Give her, give her the hand me downs for some reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you're a twin. Did I you am. Do you all have like that special connection, like almost like no. the secret language that people talk about? Not at all. We're no. just sisters. We're close. I, I feel, I definitely feel we have like a, a special type of bond and it's important to, uh, it, we're, we're important to each other. 
Yeah. Very much so. Uh, but like, I never felt what she was feeling or, you know, yeah. or heard her thoughts or anything like that. And we're more oh, like, and, and that's we're fraternal too. We're not identical. Okay. So, yeah. um, so maybe that plays into it. Who knows? Now I want to know about your dad too, because all these women in the house, what role did dad play in all this madness? My dad, I, I think my dad was just along for the ride, you know, like he would throw comments like, gosh, the toilet paper, how can we go through toilet paper that fast? I have to go to the store like <laughs> every two days. <laughs> <laughs> well that is so funny like especially when you're teenagers and you're like going through all the hormones and everything yeah. else yeah. I remember my dad just kind of going into like I'm like almost a, a a phase where he's like I'm just not gonna make eye contact with whatever's going on here because I don't want to embarrass you I don't want to embarrass myself <laughs> we said nothing is happening here exactly um okay so all the sisters were into style it sounds like pretty much yeah so I wonder when did you know that that was something that you could maybe do for a career well what happened is that so I just said I had three sisters. Mm -hmm. I said I have a twin sister. It happened so that my twin sister was skinny, very mm -hmm. skinny. And because she was skinnier, therefore, I was the chubby one. So my nickname was Chubby. No. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, so yeah, that might, that, that's how they call me. Hey, Chubby, come over here. So my self-esteem was like really, really low. And on top of everything, being thin in my family, I don't know, for whatever reason, was important. Mm. And so, um, and then there was this incident I'll always remember. I was in the kitchen and one of my older sisters, she suffered from epilepsy and she had the wrong medication. So her brain was just like not functioning properly. And, uh, but as a little kid, you don't, you don't really know that. Right. So, um, I always remember I was sitting with her and my mom and she told my mom, Hey, mom, why don't we send Jose to prison? This way, this way she won't have any choice but to lose weight. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So that was like a really defining moment for me because I really like internalized that there was really something wrong with me. And, um, my self-esteem was super, super, super low. Like I just didn't like myself. I, I didn't think I was pretty enough or good enough or, you know, all these things. And then what happened is like when I started elementary school, as I said, my mom liked to put us in, in you know, the nice clothes at that time. Mm -hmm. And you seem like younger than me. But in my time, when I was younger, like at age six, the big thing was like wearing polo Ralph Lauren and those. Oh, things. yeah. Pop your collar. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so um, because I come from a, a small town, not many kids could afford that. So I would go to school in my polo shirts and, you know, like looking all like nice and yeah and so what happened is like all the kids were treating me and my sister like almost like uh queens like uh, admiration and for me like I was feeling like really crappy in the inside like I had really low self-esteem and I, I got all this positive attention so I realized at that young age the power of clothes and how they make you feel and how they make other people perceive you 
And so it really helped me growing up to feel better about myself. And I used fashion ever since to my advantage. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not to say that I never, you know, like worked on the inside, like I got plenty of therapy and all that stuff. But um, I want to say that like, if it wasn't for fashion, I don't think I would be where I am today. I don't think I would have accomplished everything I've accomplished because, you know, feeling confident and good about the way that you show up is so important. Like even when I was, I, I worked as a marketing manager before and, um, I was giving like opportunities within the company that I was like, how, how did I even get that? And I feel like when you project the image of where you want to be as opposed to where you're at, you know, right. good things are happening and you have like more chances of getting to where you want to be. And, um, this and, and getting like, you know, when I moved to California, I decided oh, I'm going to be like a anchor reporter and everyone was telling me, Hey, you, there's no way because so you hear my accent. Well, yeah. back then. Okay. So accent. where, so where are you from Jose? So I'm from, uh, the Montreal area in okay. Quebec. Got yeah. it. And so back then my accent was like, 10 times thicker like literally I'm just gonna tell you a little story I got that job as an anchor by the oh, way you did I did despite my accent and I fully believe is because I showed up there feeling so good about you know the yeah. way I looked and everything so um and my accent was so bad that I had to every day like go through the words that I mispronounced like for example there was this story where I had to say uh the guitarist said, and instead of saying that, I said, the guitarist said, <laughs> everyone laugh in the background. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and you're or, like, and everybody on the other side of the TV screen is laughing. Yeah, and- exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was endearing, I guess, you know? So, oh um, my goodness. That's too so funny. yeah, but Hey, I, I, I achieved all these goals. Don't I have to ask, weren't you kind of like, since your sisters, like your one sister thought you need to go to jail. (laughs) The other one said, called you chubby. Weren't you kind of like, was part of the transformation, like to stick it to them? Like, I mean, as a sister, like growing up, I would be like, look, all all the people at school think I'm pretty hot stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Now I'm on TV. Check me out. <laughs> Maybe it was done subconsciously. It's it probably has to do a little bit with that, you know. Yeah. Did now I'm wondering the kids that you said the kids at school kind of looked at you like you were like a queen or a princess or something. Yeah. And then did that still translate when you got home or at home were you still like the butt of your sister's jokes? Um no, at home it was still the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be weird. Like feeling like it's almost like two different lives, like at school with your friends, you're elevated status. And then at home, like you're, they look at you like they're nothing or something. Yeah. Yeah. I never stopped to think about this specifically, but yeah, it was kind of like that. 
Hmm. Now I'm wondering, like, what what were the reactions from the boys? Because I know, like, when you start dressing all cute when you're a kid, like, I have this vivid memory of like I was going to junior high school, so that's like sixth grade, and I had now I don't know if you'll admit to this, but I had the hair in the front that was like super hair sprayed up. Oh, the curl. Yes. Oh yes. And then like the wings that came out on the side, you like sprayed them like super, super. And then you have a perm and you got a perm. (laughs) Yes. And that was, that was the look. It was the look. Like I, I'm not sure. I think I've burned all my pictures from that era, but, um, and then it's like, you're wearing all these cute clothes and, Hey, what did the boys think about like the, uh, the, uh, personal styling, cute little Jose queen? Oh, well, the boys liked it and I sure used my skills to my advantage. I'll tell you, (laughs) like I, for me, I never really had, uh, problems or, you know, like insecurities on that arena because I knew I could work it. I, I knew yeah. I myself look really good. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, so you're thinking like, hey, I, I've got something here. Um, and the whole confidence thing, I love how you're saying like, the more you leaned into the style thing, the more your confidence grew and grew. Mm-hmm. And when did you, after the TV career, like when did you think, hey, I could, I could style people for a living. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm not the one that really came up with that. It's like one of my really, really good friends told me, she's like, cause she's super duper intuitive and you know, she sort of does that, like helps people find their, you know, passion or whatever. And she's the one that told me, she's like, Jose, you really need to start looking into this because well, first of all, you always look amazing and you have a gift. Mm-hmm. And she totally like saw, she saw the vision. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I love fashion like that. You know, in my family, I said, all my sisters love like fashion and stuff. Yeah. Really, I'm the queen of the, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, you I'm, love I'm, it the most. I'm the princess that like shopping and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, that's when I, you know, kind of like a light bulb went. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try that. Did you ever think like, well, yeah, I'm good at this, but can't everybody do that? Like sometimes I think. No, I knew, I knew that not everybody can do that. And to me, it's, it has a lot to do with an innate skill. Mm. Because even though I started doing as a, as a child, it is something you can get better at. It is something you can learn and get much, much, much better at. But, you know, every, we're all born with like different skills, right? And if sure. you're born with the skill, it definitely, definitely like helps to put you like ahead of the game. It sounds like your mom gave you those genes. I think so too. Did, think so. Is your mo- was your mom still stylish? in her older age too like has she always my mom she's 75 and she still loves shopping Mm. like i she came here not long ago to visit and um you know they live over there in canada and i took her to the mall to the ted baker store she almost fainted like she was like oh my god (laughs) 
like she they don't have a Ted Baker store there and like she like went nuts oh my gosh yeah she's probably like this stylish old lady that's uh, no I shouldn't well, say that she dresses more that. casual now because you know like she has no one to impress but she's you know she still loves her clothes oh my gosh that's what I feel like my mom really taught me to shop too but for us it was more like not so much the style aspect of it but like the thrill of the hunt you know right? oh my gosh talk about the, that that's what I live for mm-hmm. I love what I love love the most is I shop at consignment stores yeah me too you do like yeah. I don't know if it's there in Austin but here in like Southern California I think there's just so much so many people with so much money yeah. that what what you find in the consignment stores here is like out of this world like yes I and found- I find it's like a better selection too because it's like it's not just like you're going to some department store and where there's like a couple you know fashion people that purchase the fashion and it's all like very similar uh-huh. um when you go to a consignment store I feel like you get all kinds of different styles that you wouldn't if you just went to like a single store right Right. Yeah. It's, it's more, you feel like it's a more unique piece because it's not like all over the place. Right. But the, but the thrill for me is really to find like a bargain for mm. a piece of clothing that was like super expensive. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing one of those. I you are got, looking very gorgeous right now. Well, of thank course. you. I'm wearing, I, I got this jacket at a consignment store. And I paid 65 bucks for it. And at the time, I was not like super familiar with that brand. It's called Acris. Anyway, mm-hmm. I went online. I was just curious. You know, if I paid sixty-five, normally sixty-five in a consignment store, it means like it's pretty, very high end. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty I pricey on, for a consignment. Yeah, I went online, and this jacket I'm wearing is worth like three thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Isn't that crazy? So that is wild. I know. So I have clients that are. Some people are not really open to consignment shopping. They don't like the secondhand, you know, idea. And when I tell them about the finds that I got at what price, all of a sudden their horizons kind of open up. Well, and, you know, some people just like, um, they like people to dress them. Like you make all the hard decisions for me. That's fine. I'll just wear whatever you tell me to wear. Right. Some people really love, it's so funny, my sister and I, so my sister is four years younger than me. And like I said, my mom was always a shopper. And my sister always said, anytime we'd go shopping, she'd always say, can I just wait in the car? Or (laughs) she'd say, um, just get me something. I'm like looking for like a red sweater. Like if you see a red sweater, get me a red sweater. And I'm like, right. oh my gosh, first of all, we're going shopping. Like we could be gone all day. What are you talking about? Are you going to sit in the car all day? What do you Oh my no. gosh. <laughs> so she and I were very different in that aspect of it. And I feel like a lot of mother-daughter bonding is over the whole shopping experience. But maybe that's just me, but. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, provided the mom likes to shop. Yeah. If mom <laughs> likes to sit in the car, then that's your bonding. <laughs> yes. You can both sit in the car. That'll be great for you. Um, okay. So I'm wondering, so you, the uh, clients that you have right now are really people that are looking 
to really exude confidence even more in what they dress. I'm just wondering some of the stories that you may have come across where it's really made a transformation as far as their confidence goes. Oh, yeah. I have the the top one that comes to mind is... um, well, let me tell you this other story first, okay. because that's the one that's the most kind of like... Uh, so say, I feel like we could do this all day because I love stories and you love stories. So right. we'll, just, we'll just keep rolling. <laughs> so uh, I specialize working with women, right? But I, I, I do work with men one-on-one. They find a way to... They find me for some reason. And sure. uh, so I was working with this guy. He had uh, been looking to get promoted at his job for over a year, I want to say, he was qualified, experienced, you know, nothing, there's nothing that would prevent him from getting that promotion and he just wouldn't get it. And so we worked together and, you know, I uh, obviously got him new clothes and coached him on, you know, how to dress at work because what he was wearing was just not where he wanted to be. He was where he was at. Right. And so, um, do you know how long it took him to get his promotion? Once he changed his style? Yeah. How long? Three weeks. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It took him three weeks. And not only like was he telling me, he's like, I feel so much more confident. The management is now like acknowledging me, actually like talking to me to where they wouldn't before. Hmm. Like everyone treats me differently. Like it's such such a big impact what um, you wear can do and now your raise that you got with your promotion you can use to buy your clothes exactly (laughs) and now we interrupt this episode of the legendary marriage podcast to bring you a word from our sponsors us All right. So we know that communication is the hardest part of marriage, right? Yeah. And the story goes something like this. You talk about the bills, crushing the chores, keeping the kids alive. But it feels like you become really good roommates, not the soulmates you were when you got married. Maybe the busyness of life and the trials and challenges of raising a family have just worn you down. Maybe you're just more comfortable having transactional conversations instead of passionate, transformational, exciting ones. Oh, the good news is that by making seven small shifts, you can get on the same page and have conversations that matter and infuse more intimacy and connection into your marriage. Oh yeah, so what are those shifts? We've spent more than a decade researching and working with couples to distill down the seven most powerful shifts that couples can make to build more intimacy and connection. Nobody else is teaching this stuff at any price and this free resource is available now at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets, the number seven secrets. And the good news is you can make these shifts, just break out of that roommate zone and transform your marriage without making your spouse sit through some boring workshop, endless counseling sessions, or sitting knee to knee naked in some weird sweat lodge, braiding each other's hair and holding hands while a bunch of people sit around staring at you singing Kumbaya. Was that just us? That did Awkward. <laughs> so grab this free resource today at legendarymarriage.com slash seven, the number C. Secrets and start building a life, a love, and legacy together today. And now, back to the show. I have this other client, like she's like this super, super smart lady. She went to MIT, you know, and then she 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 has a very um, 
very like impressive like background with yeah. everything she's done in the past she decided to go uh, on her own and she wants to you know coach people on their businesses mm. and i feel like you know like she definitely her choice of clothes was not up to par to with what she wanted to accomplish and um after we worked together she told me like literally I have to pinch myself every day because I have like high level people contacting me, like, you know, Pizza Hut contacting her to, you know, work with her. She said, I met with a billionaire developer who um, we were talking about maybe like working together. We met for the first time. She asked me what to wear on the date, on the, the meeting. And he complimented her outfit. And then they started working together. That's interesting. I know. And she's like, like, she can't believe, she can't believe it. Like, I have to pinch myself every day. Like, yeah. the, the kind of people that I now attract and, you know, the, the success that she now has. You know what? It's It's a really interesting thought to have, too, because especially... If you're saying like, okay, this lady was like an MIT grad and all this other stuff, it's like she still has the same level of experience and resume yeah. and everything. And then she changes what she wears. I'm almost thinking too, like if I go to the flip side of that is like, um, so are people just like hiring me because I look pretty now or... You know what well, I mean? It's, it's just the, the, the problem is that, wanted or not, we all judge people by their appearance. True. That's all we got. Like when you meet someone for the first time, that's all you got to, to, to as a reference. You don't right. know the person, right? Right. If a, if, a, if a person like takes the time to dress well, it says a lot about this person in the first place. First of all, it says like this person has self-worth self-esteem because right. the that don't they don't put the effort you know to to look nice and put together and then there's mm -hmm. a saying um that i read in the fashion magazine once and i'm like oh my gosh that's so beautifully said it says if you look chic and wear beautiful things you will be perceived as having a strong mind with elegance of execution isn't that like beautifully said? And what that means is like, if, if you look good, you will be perceived as being like uh, effective and, you know, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like talented. You, you'll be, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering, have you ever experienced any clients of yours, like it even affecting their relationships or their marriage or anything like that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, there's another client of mine. So she was looking to get the, this position in like a affluent establishment mm -hmm. and not even like paid even. She just wanted to volunteer like to, but it was like this really fancy school her kids go to. Sure. And they just, I don't know, they wouldn't let her freaking work for free. I, I don't know. I didn't really get it. But anyway. We worked on her looks and um, she finally got the position. I guess they, they want people that represents their it's establishment, well, yeah. you know, regardless if they, they are paid or not. And that's the, that's the case for anybody, really. Yeah. Um, and so 
not only did that happen, but she told me that her relationship with her husband improved as well. Like he, she, I don't know if I, we can see this on. You can say whatever you want, okay. Jose. Well, she says, well, now my husband like pinches my butt and tells me like how sexy oh, I look. Oh yeah, girl. And so she said like, so what happens is that I feel more confident. And so I feel more joyful. And so my relationship with my husband and my kids is better and more joyful. Yeah. So that's a really good point too, is like, you're putting out a vibe that is more open. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, when you put some effort into your appearance, you're saying like, it's okay to approach me. Like, you know, come pinch my butt, do whatever. Like I'm, I'm open instead of like when you're wearing a hoodie and sweatpants, which, you know, I'm not ripping on hoodies and sweatpants, but, but but when you're wearing that, it doesn't exactly say come pinch my booty. Like it just doesn't, I don't know if you could even find the booty in there. Like what's going on? (laughs) We don't know what's under those sweatpants. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a really good point too, is, and also it says to your husband, like, Hey, I'm putting some effort into like being around you. Like I want you to, I'm putting some effort, but I don't take me for granted. Also, Mm. There's a whole dynamic there. You know, it makes the husband like, Ooh, like she looks good. Like, you know, somebody else probably thinks she looked good. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, not, not that we don't want to create jealous or anything. That's not the no, point. No, 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 no. The point is she feels amazing and that makes yeah. him want her more. I love it. Okay. I'm wondering, so you talk about in your teaching, like four common mistakes that women make mm-hmm. when they are trying to put a good personal image out there. Like, what are some of those mistakes? I'm sure I probably hit every single one of them. So I better take good notes here. So what what are these mistakes that women are making? So my top mistake and... um, Okay, well, first, let me say that for most stylists, at least the ones that are here in Southern California, for some reason, like, there's so many color specialists here. Like that are going to tell you like the exact shade of blue that looks good on you. And that's not what, my, what I'm about. Yes, color is important. I actually think it's one of the mistakes, but it's the least important. Because oh, really? See, yeah. I, because I feel like you see plenty of women out there that wear black all the time, especially like the stars and, you know, everybody. And they're yeah. still super successful. Um it's not the best color on them. They could look much better if they didn't, but it's not preventing them to succeed. You know what I mean? Right, right. So my number one for me is the quality of the fabric that you use and the type of fabric. So by that, like quality, you know, like it's explanatory. The type of fabric is I see women wearing too casual fabrics when they're like trying to represent their business just oh like like cotton t-shirt material or something like that well i'm gonna give you my pet peeve my biggest give it to to me so my biggest pet peeve is when i see women and don't hold back because i'm sitting here in a t-shirt do not hold (laughs) back jose i'm not i can tell you just chilling yeah so my biggest 
that previous one, I see a woman making efforts to wear a dress that they deem like to be a really pretty dress. And then they go and they put like a sloppy like cardigan over that dress. Mm. It just does not do anybody justice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you look, like I have this visual, like if you look at a woman that wears the exact same outfit and she wears, one wears a cardigan and the other one wears a blazer, exact same color. I mean, the difference is like night and day in how polished the person looks. Yeah, just more like the structure of it. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the structure, the type of fabric. Yeah, exactly. So okay. that that to me is the most important. Okay. And after that, like we have, of course, like dressing to flatter your body type. That's another important one that not all women kind of get how to do. Yeah. But and, you can't, can't everybody look in the mirror and go... Okay. No, I learned that, that not look everybody can do that. Not everybody. No. 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 Not everybody has the eye to, you know, assess that. Yeah, that's probably not the best. You know what's interesting too is like even if there's like a super like fit person or something, and they go to put on, you would think, oh, that woman, she could wear anything, and she would make a paper sack look good. Yeah. And. Sometimes they, even people that are super fit and beautiful have things that do not look well on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason why. So that would be another one. And then the other one to me that is really important, and it's like, it's all the the rage lately. It's like having a, a defined personal brand style. There was a study that came out not long ago, and it said that a personal brand style is more powerful than a suit. Now, what that means is it's not because you're now wearing a suit that, you know, it's it's going to make like that big of a difference uh, if you're trying to look really, really good. Having a personal brand style is now like so important because we want people to stand out for who they are. Mm-hmm. And having a strong brand style like instantly tell people what kind of person you are and you know what's your vibe it tells a lot about a person okay and, what do you mean a personal brand style what does that mean so you know when you did my quiz to find oh, out oh yeah so you have a quiz yes. where women can take and they fall like they fall into one of five categories right. about what their personal brand is okay and what yeah, are so those-, those those are like five kind of general categories like when i work with my clients we, we dive even deeper into it's called 12 archetypes mm-hmm. and those are just five general to give you like a, a sense of what your personal okay rattle off the five for me so we have the classic mm-hmm. and those are people that you know just are classic yeah know? and then we have the bohemian that mm-hmm. we all know what it is we have yeah. romantic slash whimsical so those are like you know these I would say anthropology is a very good description of what it would look like. So, okay. Or, or women that are romantic. They like the, the flower dresses and very feminine. Yes. Yes. Or, and whimsical is like the, a little more funky. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you have the fa- fashion forward. So okay. that's people that are very like aware of fashion and, or they like to wear structural clothes, kind of like 
um, yeah, structural like that looked like kind of like um, cool looking type of deal. Yeah. And which yeah. you said that's yours. Yeah, I, I am very much fashion forward and, and whimsical, funky. And I took the quiz and I was classic um, with a little touch of the bohemian. Mm-hmm. But I find that like you said, you fall in, you know, you, you make these mistakes. And I, the bohemian stuff looks really fun to me. But then when I go to actually wear it and put it on, it doesn't really look that great on me. Because I think there's a lot of like flowy skirts and flowy blouses yeah. and stuff like that. And... I don't know. I don't think that looks that great on me. Well, yeah, then you know that's probably not the best look for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I guess I better just give it up. Yeah, well, if, (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying like give it up. Like if you really like it, I'd say like, hey, you can always have fun in the weekend. Like, you know, if if it's not like maybe accessorize or something that's a little bit more yeah yeah bohemian exactly yeah i i do that like i i do have a bohemian touch and Mm -hmm. i use it in my accessories yeah that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. so you were saying the four common mistakes that people make and i got you off track um yeah so the third one was the having a strong personal brand like right especially for people who have a business, it's important to be clear on what that is because it needs, first of all, to be consistent with your business, with the message that you're trying to give out, like the way you're the face of, you know, you're the face of your business. So you have to look like it. That's really interesting because I think the brain can get confused if you keep showing up differently, like let's say, oh, I test as classic and bohemian, mm-hmm. but if like on my Facebook lives or in, you know, video courses that I make, sometimes I look bohemian and sometimes I look classic. Does that turn off people because they don't know what to think of you? That confuses people. Yeah. And confusion is no good. Confusion usually leads to a no. So that's why like being super clear is good. Like what you were saying. So either you decide, okay, I'm going to just stick to classic when it comes to work, whenever you have work engagements or, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, webinars or things like that. Or you can decide to go with your classic, but add some bohemian elements, which would be in your accessories. Right. That would be like a great avenue. Yeah. I'm just wondering too, like for Justin, does he, I think he would be fine with me wearing whatever kind of style it was. I don't think that would confuse him in any way. No. He'd probably just want the, um, the sexiest one probably, <laughs> whatever that one is. But can well, I think, all I think be, what happens, your they, husband knows you, you know, like it, it, I'm sure he doesn't care much, that much, yeah. but if you were to start like really, you know, making a bit more efforts in the way mm-hmm. you dress on a daily basis, like for sure there'd be like a little switch that would be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's your booty. Like there would be a, sh- a little shift in energy. You know what I mean? I'm wondering, can you put like, I know that you said there was one category called the romantic. I'm yeah. wondering, can you put like, a sexier twist on each one of them, even if it's classic or yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I have a, a client. She is like full on romantic, but she was um, too romantic. Like there's a scale. You like too too romantic, too uh, sweet, or too too neutral, classic. Yeah. I would say, and then there's the extreme: too sexy, yeah. too much, too overstyled. So you have to be like kind of like here, you know. Yeah, and especially here. if you're talking about work attire, like you can't be too like that's just maybe that maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy but I'm like you cannot show six inches of cleavage at work no (laughs) but at the same time you can't be too sweet like it's hard to take someone that looks really super sweet and serious so what we did with her is she already knew she had a good sense of style but what we did is like we kind of like sexy her up a little bit by um, first of all wearing a bit more form fitting and then uh, nice heels yeah um, and instantly like it revamped her whole look we kept the romantic for sure because that's her brand like we kept like yeah. some ruffles with polka dots and you know she, she still looks like cute but chic cute you know what I mean yeah. and after like People were asking, were telling her she was shining and she was, she, they were even asking if she was a stylist mm. just by like upping like this, this sexy factor a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, this is just my, this is my personal question. What do you think about the look that some women have with like the open shoulder, the hole in the shoulder? I don't even know what that's called, but. Okay. So that's called a trend that is coming and passing. So I feel like this trend to me has passed. It looks like, you know, like four years ago, maybe it was kind of like cool. And, but I, I don't know, like those kind of like super like specific trends, unless, unless wearing like cutouts everywhere like it's like that's your brand like you yeah. just do it all the time regardless of when it was on trend or not you know right if if it's you then you can pull it off yeah if not you then i'd say like it's a trend and just be mindful of you know has the trend passed or not because you yeah. don't look like oh i want to be trendy and then well it's not trendy anymore Yes. Yes. That's probably the thing for you that is a challenge. Like, well, maybe it's not a challenge because you love shopping, but if you're the fashion forward person, then you're, you're constantly like revamping your wardrobe. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep, I would say so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much, maybe. <laughs> no, Hey, it's your, it's your deal. So you got to lead into it. Right. 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 Um, okay. And I'm also wondering, so you said you actually, uh, put feng shui, uh, yeah. like kind of as the thought or the background mm-hmm. when you are styling people, like I'm not super familiar with feng shui. I just know it as like, um, maybe how people set up their house and things yeah, like that. So- I've never heard of how that works with style before. So yeah, for people who don't know, feng shui is like um, how to support the energy of your life 
through like where you place your furniture in your house and uh, where you place the elements of like fire, metal, water, and all these things. And it, it affects the energy flow in your house. And mm -hmm. in turn, it affects what your life looks like, what you attract in your life. Like, for example, I was telling you, I have a, a good friend. She's a feng shui master. Okay. Studying in China and everything because that comes from China. Um, it's like 2000 years old. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's impressive. All the, the, the stats on that. And, um, and that friend, she, uh, she specializes in helping people find love and like that, uh, the best success story I've heard is she, this guy hired her because he really wanted to find someone and she went and helped him feng shui his bedroom. Okay. The following day, he met his wife. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't it crazy? But so, how, does, how does that play out in your wardrobe though? So feng shui works with elements, right? And so each element kind of represents uh, something specific. So the metal represents like uh, wealth, um, yeah, wealth, you know, sophistication and all these things. And then the fire represents passion and love. And there are the other elements like water and they, they represent something else. But for me, like for fashion purposes, I only focus on those two. Oh, okay. Metal and, and, and the fire, just because that's what people care about. You know, the, the, is it, I can't remember, is it uh, water or wood that represent health? Okay. Well, the problem with health is like, I am not a firm believer that if you're going to wear something that represents health, you're going to start being healthy. I think, you know, you, you have to eat healthy. So, right. But, you know, what you wear in terms of like uh, attracting wealth and attracting love, that's another story. It's like an energetic thing. And mm. so what I do is like adding some metal element to your um, wardrobe or fire element if, you know, that's what you want to attract. And in the metal element, ironically, what I was talking about luxurious fabrics so when i was telling you to, to me feng shui it's, it's so innate it just goes with it's so natural coming you know yeah um it just makes sense to like the things that feng shui says like hey that's what you should do it's just like i was i'm doing it organically right. like for example those fabrics and then wear more uh, metal colored like the jewelry and things, things like what that. about like right now I see you wearing a nice structured gray jacket would that be considered a metal that would be considered a metal yes and uh, partly because I'm wearing like I'm I'm wearing a monochromatic outfit I don't know let me see mm -hmm. if I can show you yeah well I have my my uh so I have my gray, okay, so gray. You no know, that goes with it yeah I like to add a little pop of color just so you know, looks right. Like one. But anyway, monochromatic is a, another one. Monochromatic, wearing monochromatic outfit is so elegant. And then in the feng shui, they, they also talk about this, especially if it's like a, a neutral color, like this gray. It's a very mm -hmm. kind of like classic neutral color. So there's mm. a, all kinds of like tips like that. So do you try to mix them or is it, you exclusively in one outfit want to stick with either metal or fire or do you mix them? Oh, you can mix them. No problem. Yeah. 
Okay. Like when I took the the training, the fashion feng shui training, mm -hmm. I really was not into wearing much colors. Mm -hmm. I'm more now. I like, uh, you know, I'm starting to like it more. Mm -hmm. But uh, so what I did and what I was told to do, if that was the case, just go buy some uh, red lingerie, which mm. I did. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's funny, but you just wear your red lacy lingerie and you can feel it. You know, that's, that's one thing and, I caught. I yeah, caught you're right. It's under yeah, your clothes, right. but it's clothes, there. But you know it's there. And and that's why, like, you know how the French uh, women, they're kind of known to have, like, this je ne sais quoi, like, really sexy demeanor. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, all, like, French women put a lot of importance on their, their underwear. They Do they? Nice, yeah, they wear nice underwear. It's not like here. They wear, like, lace and, Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that about French women. Well, but yeah, that makes sense though. I mean, you know, when you're getting ready, even like when you're getting ready in the morning, like you're doing your hair, you're doing your makeup, you see yourself in the mirror uh -huh. looking sexy and, you know, feeling sexy. And then when you get your clothes on, it's just like, you've already set yourself as I'm sexy today. So right. Yeah. Totally. I like that. You I feel like sexy. That. You feel sexy. Totally. Okay. So Jose, oh my gosh, I feel like we could go on for a long time, but I'm wondering, I know my listeners are falling in love with you too. So I want to know how can we connect with you and what you're doing? So you can connect with me on my website, which is wecanstyle, W-E-C-A-N style.com. And on there, I actually have that quiz that you took to find out more about your, your brand style. So you'll see, it says, uh, what's your personal brand style? It's yeah. a very quick quiz, but it's really fun. And you're going to learn some things about yourself. And uh, you can do that. Or you, also on there, you can contact me directly. Um, I do work uh, virtually with clients. I am coming up launching an online course very soon. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be like good. so good. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm giving like, you know, information that stylists learn when they go to styling school. Like it's yeah. kind of like becoming your own stylist. So I'm really, really excited about it. It's not launched yet, but when you, you know, take the quiz, you'll get on my email list and I'll, you know, keep you posted on when it. That's awesome. Out. Yeah. So wonderful. Oh my gosh, Jose. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a real pleasure. It was so much fun. Thank you. Uh -huh. All right, and now the Talk About It segment of the show. Each week, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. All right, so here's your conversation starter, and this might be a little fiery in the Williams household. Who are you dressing to impress? Mm. Should I really dress to impress you? Yeah. What? We, but what about me? I have to be impressed with it. <laughs> if my impression is impressionable, then you'll be impressed. My brain right, is going to so blow up. So that's it for today's show. <laughs> 
Grab your copy of The Seven Secrets of Legendary Marriages over at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Hey, that's it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you... Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.